In the name of the living God, creating, redeeming, and sustaining. Please be seated. So today is a day that is cause for major feasting. Who can tell me what today we're celebrating? No! <laughs> I'm sure some of you will have a lot of fun this, a- this afternoon. That's not till 3.30 or 3 if you watch the pregame. Today is a special feast day in the church. It's the presentation of our Lord Jesus Christ in the temple. Who can tell me about the presentation of our Lord Jesus Christ in the temple? <laughs> we have a voice. <laughs> Candlemas. What is this feast all about? Thank you, Jane. So all of you knew that, right? (laughs) In preschool chapel, we had the white on the altar, their little holy table this past week. And Sophia, one of the little girls in um, the preschool, said, it must be Christmas because it's white. They're learning the colors of the church here. It must be Christmas. I said, you know what? You're very right about that because... The Feast of the Presentation in the Orthodox Church is the last day of the Christmas season. So people around the world on Thursday, we transferred the feast to today, celebrated the last day of Christmas, the day when Jesus was presented in the temple and Mary for purification. And the examples of Mary, Joseph, of others in in the Scripture this day, Simeon and Anna, They provide us examples that help us live out our vision here at St. Wilfred's. So, okay, those of you who weren't here the past weeks, you're exempt from this. But those who were, some of you said, I needed one more week to be able to get the vision statement down. So let's hear it. What's our, and if your cheat sheet, all of you who weren't here last week, is on the front of the bulletin at the top. What's our vision statement? That's pretty good. You'll get more pop quizzes. (laughs) I would venture to guess last week and the week before when Michael said something, he said it both weeks, both last week and the week before, that you can't share passionately what you don't know intimately. I would guess some of you would say, I don't know that I know God, at least a God intimately, that I know God intimately. Some of you may have been thinking to yourselves, I want to know God deeply, but I really have no idea where to start. And some of you may have been thinking when we talked about knowing God, I know God. I know God very well, but I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do about it. Psalm 84, our psalm for today, in that first verse, it began, 
my soul has a desire and a longing for the courts of the Lord. I believe that every one of you in this place today came here because deep down we all have a longing for knowledge of God. And the players in the gospel lesson today are examples of people who sought God and a deeper knowledge of God, and they did it in very different ways. So I think there's something for everyone here today. So who are the first characters we had in this morning's gospel? Mary and Joseph. I don't know about you, but I'm used to Mary and Joseph being spoken to by angels, by Mary delivering this child, and they being these great holy people. Mary and Joseph, to the people in the temple, were just average, ordinary folk. And um, it's actually, we celebrated on the 40th day, but it was actually the eighth day after the birth of Jesus. They presented him in the temple. Have any of you ever had a newborn before? (laughs) The eighth day after a newborn has arrived, (laughs) you know somebody, there's a lot of feeding that goes on every few hours. And along with that, there's the spit up and the burping and the pooping. These were ordinary folks going through the routines of real life. And they were doing what they felt God had called them to do, to seek a deeper knowledge of him, to do what was right according to the law of Moses. Now, um, we, don't, we do it here, you know, we read about the law of Moses, but we're not Orthodox Jews, right? <laughs> but we do have a catechism that we follow that gives us guidelines. It's not exactly the law of Moses, but if you find your red book in your pew, open it to page 856. You can read all about what do Episcopalians believe in the back of this book. And what do we do? What are we supposed to do as Christians? What is the duty of all Christians? It's in the middle of the page on 856. The duty of all Christians is to follow Christ, to come together week by week for corporate worship, and to work, pray, and give for the spread of the kingdom of God. Many of you are like Mary and Joseph. You're in the rhythm of your daily life. You're caring for children. Maybe you're caring for parents or a spouse. You're doing your best in your work and the ways you give of your time each day to be faithful. For you, going to worship on Sundays, seeking God through your work and your prayer, giving of your time and your money to see that God's kingdom's made known. This is how you are called to know God more fully, and God will be revealed to you. Okay, so who's another character in today's gospel? Simeon. Simeon. There are some Simeons here in this place that I know. We can assume that Simeon was also faithful in his temple worship. He was faithful in giving, following the ways of the law, just like Mary and Joseph, But Simeon was a man who had a special connection with the Holy Spirit. We can assume that there's at some point where Simeon went above and beyond the law, offered himself to God, 
we find Simeon in the last days of his life. And the spirit that Simeon had such a strong connection to had told him, you will not see death. You will not die until you see the salvation of the Lord. It's that same spirit that brought Simeon into the temple that day when Jesus came. Simeon, in addition to being a faithful man, probably had a special role interacting with the people in the temple. Not unlike a Eucharistic minister or an acolyte or a prayer partner. Mary and Joseph took the baby Jesus and laid him in this leader in the church's arms. And he started praising God because he knew he could die in peace. He had seen the salvation of the, of the world in this baby. Now, this baby was nothing special at first glance. Mary and Joseph, nobody noticed them coming into the temple. The offering they brought was what people who were poor brought to the altar. The people who were well-off or able to do it brought a lamb whenever they brought their baby to, as a sacrifice at the altar. But Mary and Joseph brought a pair of birds. Nobody would have noticed them. But Simeon could see. Who's our third character? Anna. Anna was a prophetess. She revealed things that were true about God. And she was 84 years old. And young or old, there are Anna's here in this congregation. She was devoted to the temple. The gospel says she never left. I know a lot of you who I see through the week that you may feel like you never leave St. Wilfred's. It's Anna who sees the baby Jesus, who hears what Simeon has to say about this baby. She believes She can't hold back her amazement. She runs to share with everybody she can that she has seen God. She has seen the salvation of the world. I read in my daily devotions this week, the feast of the presentation, this day we celebrate today, can happen every day if I wish it so. This is because when I pray, I am presenting myself before God. God and I meet directly. When Jesus tells us to pray always, he is inviting us to live out our lives with an awareness of the seeking of the knowledge of God. Are you living out your life in a way that seeks to know God and God's unfailing love? Those of you who said, I don't know God, or I don't know God intimately, Take Mary and Joseph's example. They knew what they were expected to do, and they did it. They went to worship. They prayed. They gave. And that's how they came to know that their son was the living God. Come to worship. Pray. Give. And you will come to know. 
And if you're having trouble with this, there are a lot of Simeons and Annas that you can turn to here in this congregation to say, I want to know God more fully and I don't know where to go next. Ask them. God will be made known to you. Maybe you're the person who said, I want to know God more deeply, but I I don't know where to start. Simeon is your man. (laughs) I'm sure Simeon was doing all he could. But he took it a step further. He opened himself up. Not just in his doing, but in his being for God. And the Holy Spirit opened up this awareness in Simeon to see God all around him. Maybe you're the one who said, I know God very well, but I don't know how I'm called to respond to that sense of knowing. Anna is your example. Anna was faithful in her prayer and worship, and she just did naturally what followed when she saw Jesus when she heard that he would be the salvation of the world. She went and shared it with everyone. Maybe you're not one who shares with everyone. Maybe you are. But whatever it is for you that comes naturally when you encounter God, that's what you're called to do. Jesus is here, right now, in you, among us, with us. We have hearts and minds that I believe long to know more about this. I just wonder, are we willing to seek out that mystery for which we long? I think the most challenging part of living out a vision here at St. Wilfrid's or in any church community is trusting. Trusting God will guide the way, knowing we don't have to force anything here. We don't have to make another list of things to do, but we just need to show up and be open to God first off. Being with each other week by week is the first step in knowing God. When we come to this communion rail, we take part in Jesus' presence being made real. Jesus moving in us and changing in us, literally, when we receive the sacrament. That knowledge of God that we seek, it's not some kind of special knowledge for special people. It's for everyone. There's a man named Thomas Merton who was a very ordinary man before he became a monk. And I'd like to um, read to you his epiphany that he had one day, not in the monastery while he was praying day by day and working, but while he was in Louisville, Kentucky, in the shopping district. This is his God sighting. In Louisville, at the corner of Fourth and Walnut, in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, that they were mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another even though we were total strangers. It is a glorious destiny to be a member of the human race, 
though it is a race dedicated to many absurdities and one which makes many terrible mistakes. Yet with all that, God himself gloried in becoming a member of the human race. A member of the human race. I have the immense joy of being human, a member of a race in which God himself became incarnate. As if the sorrows and stupidities of the human condition could overwhelm me, now I realize what we all are. And if only everybody could realize this, but it cannot be explained. There is no way of telling people that they are all walking around, shining like the sun. The day Jesus came to the temple was an ordinary day, an ordinary family. But Simeon, Anna, Mary, and Joseph saw Jesus shining like the sun. And this was the hope of all people. May you continue to open your hearts to seek the knowledge of God and encounter Jesus in ways that may surprise you, liberate you, and fill you with joy, making you unable to help but share. Amen.